Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one podcast in the world. Not even sports and recreation, just all podcasts. It's time for Cheap Heat. My name is Peter Rosenberg, a.k.a. Greg. And I'm joined by the physically large, the stat guy, Tony Statless, a.k.a. Uptown Malcolm, a.k.a. Loves Him Some Delicious. Stat guy Greg, what's up, SGG? What's going on, Rosenberg? How's everything over there? Beautiful New York City. I miss New York. Yeah, I mean, listen, I wouldn't miss it very much right now. I mean, you're in Philly, so it's not much better, but... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. New York is a, arguably, it's right there, could be the best city in the world. But during these months right now, these are the dog days of New York City. The title's up for grabs? I I mean, right now, it's not even up for grabs. Mid-January is a different kind of trash. Um, I mean, at least if it's Christmas time and you're in the Christmas spirit, you're feeling it. And now if you're not, if you're not in the Christmas spirit, trash. But uh at least if you are, it's great. But then when you just get to mid-January, February, early March, woo, it is rough. See, the the cold I can do, it's the snow I can't do. Because, like, the snow, I love New York. Like you said, greatest city in the world up there. You know, at least top two. But, um, but at the snow, it's dirty as soon as it hit the ground. It's like it's white coming down, coming down, coming down. Gray, it's it's, it's repugnant. And there could be a lot of that this weekend as some of you are listening to this. So welcome. It is not yet our go-home match before the Royal Rumble, but it's just about that time. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to uh, do another watch-along um, as we do the podcast. So what we want you to do is go load up the 2003 Royal Rumble. Go to, you said an hour and 40, right, Greg? Yep, one hour, 40 minutes, 18 seconds, if you can get it that precise. The rules should be the on the screen. The rules should be on the screen. And then we you wait until Howard Finkel says WrestleMania. The second he finishes saying the word WrestleMania, you hit play, and we're going to watch along and do the podcast to the Royal Rumble match from 2003. And, Greg, we will hit play. And after, we'll do a 3-2-1, then hit play. 3 3 right. two, one play and now you have it we're off as hbk the number one my my favorite wrestler i know sgg has to deal forgot about this detail hbk number one what did, how did you feel about the 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 clanking silver boy toy uh hbk look yo you know what though I'm not gonna lie, I was into it. I like. Yeah, this isn't my favorite. This isn't my least favorite HBK look. I I don't. I don't hate on this. I like and the brown, the the return, uh, SummerSlam, like all brown. I don't know what he was going for, like cowboy. I don't know. That is like the dirt worst HBK. And now, of course, of course, he's wearing the metal and the bottoms leather with metal assless chaps. Because the butt part is just his trunks, the heart-covered trunks, as HBK, uh, a, you know, a 
relatively newly returned HBK. Some would argue this is one of the best runs of HBK. This is when he came back. This is after he supposedly had found his way and uh, found the Lord. This is when people started to like HBK a bit more. Um, and then, boom, off and running with a classic feud of the time, number two, Y2J. So, SGG, um, let's start off outside the ring this week. What is going on in the world of pro wrestling? So, it was pretty quiet outside of the ring, except for um, this Monday, a few, a, well, Fightful posted that a few wrestlers had been uh seeking their releases. Wait, watch and, watch uh, out HBK. Actually... Oh, watch out HBK. Mm-hmm. It was Christian. It was Christian on the ramp. You had to watch out for Y2J with the big nut shot. All right, continue. On Monday. <laughs> I forgot about Y2J and Christian. But yeah, they reported that um the revival actually attempted to quit on the spot on Monday. Um, requested their releases and want to be done with the company. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen because they not only had a match on Monday, they won their match on Monday um, against the Lucha House Party. Sometimes, sometimes you got to take a stand. Yeah, I mean, if, if hopefully this run continues and then you know positive things happen for them. But then on Tuesday after SmackDown, it was reported by Wrestling Inc. That uh, Mike and Maria Kanellis also requested their release, which I don't know if they're going to have the same luck as the revival. If it's going to, you know, turn into more TV time and more wins and a uh, prominent role in storylines, but um, but yeah, presumably all these people are trying to get their releases to try their luck with uh, all elite wrestling. Well, that's the rumors, and and like, and, and you know really these knows. are. These are the level talents. Oh no. Oh no. HBK is busted open early from that chair shot. It's going to be a long night. Long night. Um, for Mr. Hickenbottom. He's getting his Hickenbottom kicked right now. Y2J going to work. Who's in third? Oh wow. I know. Chris Nowitzki. I know you're excited. Harvard graduate. Here comes Chris Nowitzki. A phenomenal, a blue chipper. A blue chipper, a phenomenal athlete. Sky's the limit for this Ivy League grad. And he's so smart, he's going to just maybe put back on his Harvard varsity jacket and watch as Chris Jericho has his way with Y2J. Now, I do think... I'm sorry, it was Y2J has his way with HBK. Um, now, I, I will say... Oh no, he's, he doesn't know where he is. He's swinging at nobody. He can't see a thing. He's blind, blind with blood. Um, I will say that these are the kind of talents that, you know, make sense to explore all elite wrestling. I, I did a guest spot today on the Mass Man's podcast. Um, the, the new father, the Mass Man, the Masked Father, and HBK is eliminated. The masked man senior. Masked man senior, if you will. And uh, that's right. Like he's like Steve Smith senior. Um, quick work of HBK from Y2J. That'll set them up for a quite the WrestleMania match. Um, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, and, uh, we talked about, you know, tag teams like the revival, like are in a tough spot in WWE. 
You know, really, the kind, and I said this on the show, uh, with Mass Man, but I'm gonna say it again, like, to be a really over tag team in WWE, it takes a very specific type of thing. Um, and it's a lot more, here comes Rey Mysterio. Speaking of Mass Man. Um, well done. Um, a, a young, a young and spry Rey Mysterio. Um, not the slightly more rotund Mysterio, who had a great match with Cien Almas this week. We'll get to that. Uh, well, that's this. That's the new Slim uh, Mysterio. Which one? The one that had the great match with Cien Almas. I feel like this Mysterio is no. I think this this Mysterio is definitely bigger than. Uh, well, this one may, Mysterio. We saw this on one may be. This one may be. This one here may be bigger in in a muscular way. But it's a different right. style, though, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but it's tough, you know, for Dash and Wilder or really for all the tag teams that are like the kind of indie darling style tag teams. Like, they work really well everywhere except main roster. It's a, I'm not saying they can't, and I'm not saying it's, a, it's not a diss. I'm just saying it's a very specific thing. To be a tag team that works on the main roster. I mean, when you really look at it, think about how WWE style the Usos and the New Day are. And, 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 yeah. and even, um, the bar. They're all very, very WWE main roster. And here comes Edge. Um, you know, it's just a very, it's just a very different type deal to be over as a uh, as a tag team. So I, I think honestly the the revival. I see why WWE would want to keep them, and WWE is probably in a mode right now where they really don't want to give up tons of people right now looking to move over to give momentum to AEW. But at the same time, I can see I can see why they would think that they'd do better. At a place like All Elite, and they're probably right. Yeah, they they probably would uh, be better served there. I don't um, think that's any, anyone's it, fault. But, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah, and you know they they suffered some injuries too that really slowed down their momentum because um, one person got injured and then he got healed and then the other one got injured and this was like right after they came up and I believe they beat New Day. So the push they were gonna get get a push, and it looked significant. But then it just had they just had to go a different way with it, and you know it happens to everybody. It's just really hard to pick that momentum. By up. By the way, I mean, did you see how close Edge just was to being eliminated? I know. I mean, that looked like a both feet hitting the floor situation. Are, are we gonna get a replay but, uh, of that? Because that was very close. It was super close. I don't even. Uh, it was too close for comfort. I don't even know if they're gonna show it. And you could see Ray too, like he. He like he tightened his legs around Edge's upper body to try and help him stay in the ring, but it, it looked like it, it looked like it might have been uh it was too close to call. Luckily, the referees gave him a second chance on that one, so he's in. And now in the ring, man, Edge, Mysterio, Y two J is outside the ring, but he's still in. And here comes Christian. It's a Canadian house party. It's a Canadian. It's a Canadian lucha <laughs> house party. One of the more repug looks Christian ever had. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. As he hugs Edge out of control. By the way, Edge and Christian's show is underrated. 
I know De- Shoemaker tried to put us onto it um, during the first season. I didn't really, I didn't really show it the respect. It's, it's pretty it. fun. It is pretty good. All right, what else happened outside the ring, SGG? That was the big one. Just all these wrestlers asking for their releases is what got the most, uh, the most news. No, wait. Just Let me interrupt speed. you again. This spot's interesting because you see Nowitzki, they're going to go for the double drop kick, but instead, Edge just lands on his face. Oh, 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 oh. oh no. Because Mysterio lands first, so instead of the double drop kick, Edge really, you see the ref come check on Nowitzki because Edge really just landed on like the, what looked like the bridge of his nose. Yeah. And for, for those listeners who are unfamiliar with Nowitzki too, um, he, his career ended due to, was it concussion issues? I believe it was. I believe so. So, you know, in retrospect, that spot and just seeing his reaction to that spot is even more like cringe. Well, I'd like, I'd like to believe as we're doing it, it wasn't that, that, in that exact moment. Debbie, thanks Debbie. Thanks Debbie Downer. (laughs) All right. Let's see who's in next to join, uh, Chavo Guerrero. There you go, a young Chavo. Um, alright, SGG, so, um, obviously a lot of ch- chitter chatter about All Elite, which there will continue to be in the weeks and months that continue as we figure out what this thing looks like. Um, wanna hit a little bit of mail early on here? You don't do that every day. Oh, let's do it. Bear is licking the phone as we speak, so that means he's excited about this, mean, <laughs> this, this email. Mail. Um, we have an email conceding, conceding the argument about China, Greg. After listening to your response, I wanted to write Greg an email to formally concede my argument, but I don't have the email address of the man from Harlem. When Greg said that Pete Rose was in the WWE Hall of Fame, a fact I did not know. It felt like I was running off the ropes, about to hit a tornado DDT, only be, only to be pummeled by a Bradshaw clothesline from hell. From there, all I could do is stare up from the mat, my lifeless body twitching its final breath as Greg strutted around me, making more salient points, like kicks to my lifeless head. I've learned never to argue a case with a professional arguer in the room. Yours truly, the guy who used up all his cool nicknames in his last email. <laughs> he did have great... He did have fabulous, if you forgot his emails from the last one, the Smark from Tacoma Park, the Mofo from Moco, and Never Bland in Maryland. Um, Mofo from Moco is, is my favorite. Truly mage. Frank writes us, Mail. Hey, Pete and SGG, I was reading the other day that the new women's tag titles and the new NXT call-ups appearing on both shows could lead to signs that WWE could be ending the brand split. I think this is a terrible mistake, and it's not for the reasons you think. People might say this is bad because one of the shows inherently has to become a B-show, as history has shown us. Not me. I think SmackDown moving to Fox and Raw signing a new lucrative deal with USA, I feel like it will force the WWE to use the same top guys on both shows in order to keep ratings at a certain level, which in turn could bury a lot of the talent. I agree that having one champion that goes between shows is the best move, but I also feel that two separate rosters provides greater storyline flexibility across the roster. We'll love to know what you guys think and thanks, think and thanks for all you do. Enjoy yourself, Frank. I agree, Frank. You know, for a long time, I have been in favor of the champions floating to both shows. I think it could be fun, but I also think that at this point, if both shows end up feeling like raw, 
that's not a good thing. Um, the role that SmackDown ha- ha- has because it's SmackDown and because of the brand split ends up being a really good wrestling show every week with a distinct feel. Now, will that feel – oh, wow, Bill DeMott. Bill DeMott. <laughs> a name I was not expecting to see come out. Uh, Nor will you Rumble. see him come out in the Royal Rumble again. Um, but if you – SmackDown as it is now – Part of the reason that SmackDown's great is because of the brand split. And when it goes to Fox, do I expect some differences? Yes, I do. But if they're smart, they will keep it the wrestling show that it is. And I do agree that eliminating the brand split, though I used to be anti-brand split, now I think I think it really helps, particularly SmackDown, and I do think we already lose so much talent. I I agree with the emailer here, SGG. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I I think you guys both hit the nail on the head on how how to do it, or how at least I would do it. You know, U.S. title stays on SmackDown, Intercontinental title stays on Raw, and then every other champion floats. WWE champion, men's tag team champion, women's tag team champion. Um, they just float between shows. Uh, that's just the best way to do it to me. But I don't know. We'll see what they actually end Five, up doing. But four, it, it could get really three, better. two, one. Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence. There he is. Look at the psychotic look on his face. Yeah, Dreamer in. Dreamer with no merch, wearing the Royal Rumble t-shirt. Yeah, I've never seen somebody so happy to be carrying a trash can. <laughs> that was a great line. Also, <laughs> have you true. ever seen someone happy to be carrying a trash can wearing Jenko jeans? <laughs> nope. Oh, and he is going to work with that kendo stick, boy. To I mean, he's got to be number one on the Jenko power rankings. After Absolutely. Sport, right? DeMott catches one. DeMott catches another one. I think this makes up for all the things that DeMott was accused of later in his career. <laughs> no, I was going to say, he well-deserved. These, are these receipts? <laughs> so was, was that a work? What's, <laughs> what's happening? So now we have Chavo, Edge, Y2J, Tommy Dreamer, Christian. I believe. Is that it? Yes. And Tajiri, sorry. And oh, wait. Nope. There goes the innovator of violence. Had Tommy Dreamer. Quick. You know the ECW guy's got to be buried yeah. quick. Get him up at it. So he's gone, but the weapons stay, though. So, may, oh, no. May, Christian said enough. I will not have these illegal weapons here. Vintage Tajiri double elbow. The springboard double elbow from Tajiri. All right. Let's get another email here. This email subject is RIP Cien Almas. No. Andrade Cien Almas has not died, but Cien Almas has. Dead and buried, along with several other surnames, such as Samson. Why do you think this is? I realize this hits close to home with the arrival of Walter, and most importantly, Greg. (laughs) I personally think Andrade Cien Almas rolls off the glorious tongue of Zelina Vega. Most likely soon to just be Zelina. (laughs) 
This may not be the most important rant on the road to WrestleMania, but I have literally listened to every single Cheap Heat, and I've always wanted to write, but just never have. I have loved every single era. The Shoemaker era, the SGG era, Campbell era, Jonathan Coachman era. I was in Orlando a few years ago for Mania, but couldn't make the heat and greet, but hope to get to the one soon. However, not in Orlando, because Camping World Stadium is repug. Anyways, keep up the good work, boys. Stay mage, and I'll enjoy myself listening to you read and respond. Len Biggs Anderson, at Len Biggs. I can't tweet you because I'm not on Twitter, but loved your email. And it's a really... So, hold on. They've been going with... They've been saying Andrade Cien Almas. Yes. No longer... Until a Tuesday. Like, they made a point to, you know... They did a promo. Oh, Edge and Christian gone at the head. Well, there goes your Canadian. There you go. Um, but yeah, they made a point in a promo to say this is the year of Andrade. And then when he comes out, um, the graphic shows his name is just Andrade. And then on commentary, Corey Graves, you would hear him say Almas and then correct himself to say Andrade. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, but also like, the name Andrade Cien Almas, like, made. They didn't have to touch it at all. It, I don't understand why that needed to be tinkered with. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big but, uh, fan of it too. I think it's a great name. Like, it takes a little bit of time at first. Like, if they had changed it when he came to the main roster, I maybe could have understood it. But now that he's been around, I, I'm into the name. Yeah. And, like, the whole package, I think, flowed really well together. The name, the look, everything. And they just messed with the name for, for no reason. Now, SGG, for those of us who are watching along the Rumble 2003 with us, one-on-one action between RVD and Chris Jericho. If you were to pick, which of these two would be more likely to pop up in the Rumble this year? Oh, Rob Van Dam, 100%. So I- Partially because Chris Jericho's already made it clear that he signed with All Elite Wrestling. But um you never know, man. Jericho has was able to, I believe, do, while he was at New Japan, pop up at the Greatest Royal Rumble last year and be in that show. So he could do it, but it's about if All Elite Wrestling would allow him to um, do these one-off appearances for WWE. Who would you pop more for? Um, I don't know. I really like RVD. I, I really don't know. I like them both a lot. I would love to see one more RVD. We had a, we had a little little RVD a couple years ago. I'd be down for one more. Up. Oh, yeah. Here he comes. Matt Hardy, version one. WWMattitude.com, accompanied by Shannon Moore. What was the Matt fact? Matt really dislikes. Is that what it said? (laughs) I love how dated. I love how dated this version of Matt Hardy is. It's like it's also such a reminder of how dated the internet was. Like at yeah, and like it's not even like they were that off. This is two thousand three. Like, but it was dated even then, though. For two thousand three, it was dated, but only a couple years. They were only a couple years behind. They were like two thousand internet. The internet they were showing looked like 2000 internet. I mean, at least it wasn't like, come talk to us in our CompuServe chat room. 
That's yeah. right. No, you can talk to Diamond Dallas Page in our chat room. After the, it wasn't like that. The internet they were showing for Matt Hardy was looking like the the AOL discs that totally. you used to get at the post office. Oh, the classic discs. Free 500 hours. Yeah. You better hold on to those, bro. <laughs> if you didn't have a stack of those, I don't know what you were going to do. If you didn't have a stack of 500, if you didn't have, the, uh, you know, 500 hours, there's nothing you could do on there except go to the help chats. So there wasn't very much to do. <laughs> I experienced it. You know what's sad too is that like I guarantee there are listeners who have no idea what these discs are, what like what we even talk about. Does AOL still have like a presence? Uh, they have to. Um right? does AOL has some sort of presence. But do people still have AOL? I, well, some people still have my mom like her email address is still AOL. There are people who held on to the email address, but they just go sign into the mail service. Three, yeah. Four, three, two, one. Who could it be? Who could it be? Ah, Eddie Guerrero. Mm. A, a not the most psychotically swole, but mid-level Eddie Guerrero. Um... So someone just sent me an email that reminded me of a bit that I've been doing. Did you listen to the? Have you? Did you listen to uh, Ebro in the morning today, by any chance? Not today. Did you hear yesterday when, when I started referring to James Harden as Jim Harden? <laughs> I did not. I've been catching up though. I, I the last one I listened to was the Cast One Walkout. Oh, that's, a, that's a big episode. Which I must say, if if it was a work. Bravo, like captivating audio. And, and even if it wasn't still captivating audio, but even better, made even better by the fact that you, you guys were able to roll. roll sometimes, it. sometimes it's a work shoot. You know what I mean, brother? Yeah. No, that was um, great. the cast one walkout. Yeah. And I love the drop that came from it that I play now. Cast one going, y'all do what y'all gonna do. Do what y'all gonna do. <laughs> now, for some reason on the Michael K show a few days ago, out of nowhere, and I just wanted to bring this to the cheap heat audience because I think everyone would find it mage and start doing it in their own life and make the other people in their own life start questioning them. Out of the blue, I just started referring to James Harden as Jim Harden, and I, I think it's tremendous. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, like he's such a James Harden, and here comes Jeff Hardy, about to get some Hardy on Hardy action, that for, for some reason, James Harden is such a James that when you make it Jim, it sounds like he's like an actor or something. Not the best basketball player in the world. It does. What, what's up with Jeff Hardy? I don't paint? understand. But what a far cry is the Hardy's battle here one-on-one. -on -one. Not the same face paint job. It was like his face paint job he did that day was just opened up the paint and threw it in the air. Yeah. It almost looks like um, Demon Balor-esque. Like, they just didn't finish. And he nearly eliminated his brother. And look, Shannon Moore. I like this. Clever spot. Yeah. Got there a little bit late, but still. Shannon Moore helping out. And I will say, too, like, you spoke about the tag teams. And, right, so far we've seen um, Edge and Christian. We've seen the Hardys get in there. We've seen both members of uh, Los Guerreros. And these dudes are just captivating. Um, they're not, none of them have been working together. This is all after they broke up, but I, I don't know that the revival one on one, like, gives us that. Just no, yet. it just doesn't. Like, that level of They're interest. only a few 
it's just very strange the way the tag team division works. And it's like we talked about last week. One of the reasons I might have been more excited for a secondary women's title versus a uh, women's tag title. It's tough. The tag division just become tough in this era. You know? Oh, is this Rosie? Yeah. Um, with the dirty South. And Rico. Rosie and Rico. Rosie with the dirty South Jersey. By the way, why does Rico look like a mix of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> and Michael Scott? Oh. You know what? I see it. Right? I see it. Rico looks like Uncle Rico, coincidentally, meets Michael Scott. That's my humble opinion. What was Rico's like? It was Rico Constantino, right? I don't remember. I Because if it was Rico Scott. That would be. Bear, why are you staring at me? Do you want me to read another email? Okay, I will. Gary writes us and says, hi, Peter. Hello from Ireland. I just listened to Cheap Heat and enjoyed watching Mega Powers explode. I particularly liked the analysis. This is a bad Irish accent. Of missile. Of, <laughs> yeah, terrible. You're gonna get beat up next time. Of Miss sure. Elizabeth's near death slow motion bump on a padded mat. Keeping up with the, with modern day wrestling is tough when you're hashtag with a life, so watching classic wrestling definitely goes by the wayside for me. But this episode allowed me to combine something I always make time for in cheap heat. Whilst, yes, he said whilst. Two, one, hold on. This is a Yo, test. by the way, why did Test always have the bad joints? I mean... Test with Stacey Keebler. Stephanie McMahon was before this too, right? Yeah, and then real life Kelly Kelly. I mean, he's a good looking dude. Let's be honest. Shout out. He's chiseled. Shout out to Test. Yeah. I heard the story the other day on um, Bruce and Conrad of how he got his name. Of how he used to like... He, at some point... He would, he would, he was like ring crew. He would like be testing the microphones and would just sit there and be like, test, 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 test. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they, and HBK was like, he's, his name's test. Which is. Nah, that is a hilarious. By the way, I know we, I know we can't do things like this in 2019, but in terms of all time, um, valets, Stacy Keebler really, really up there high, huh? Uh, I'd say so. Miss Elizabeth's number well, one. Well, of course. But of the modern era, yeah, Stacey Keebler is like, she's elite. She's very elite. She never even comes back. Yeah, that, that's weird. Like, everybody comes back. Even Evolution, she didn't pop up. Like, she, she would come back to a huge pop, too. And like, by the way, like, she's not with George Clooney anymore. Wasn't she, what? Yeah, you think that's why she didn't come back? She, yeah, she was. They were they were talking marriage with her and George Clooney so she, for a second. Oh, um, and here comes a young John Cena and his Astros throwback. Word life. Some terrible rapping from John, but yeah, I mean, I understood. <laughs> I understood back. why she was oof more bad more bad jeans. No, ter- terrible jeans. <laughs> we disagree on the rapping, but the jeans. Oh I don't know. Don't disagree on the rapping before you go back and listen to these bars. I heard this earlier. Now I I understood I understood her thinking like she was too Hollywood when she was with George Clooney, but we can't get like it's actually interesting. What does Stacey Keebler do right now? I'm not even saying that as a diss, but like what does Stacey Keebler do? 
You know, off the top of my head, I have no idea. I don't know if she does some acting. I don't know. You think? You think? You think? I, I you think no if idea. you think if if Bully Ray, if Bubba Ray Dudley needs to get a hold of Stacy Keebler, you think he could get her on the phone if he tried hard enough? Absolutely not. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. Not. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Oh, do I have do I have Bubba Ray's number? I don't think I do. I want to ask him right now. I'm so like first of all, Bubba Ray. You know, I'm a fan, so to me, he seemed like a nice guy. But to people in the biz, he seems like the type of dude that like you just want to do business with and then go home and stay out of his way. I I, I love I, I he's really one of my favorite people. Like he has real respect. He's one of those guys, and now he like you know now he does bust it open a lot with Dave Lagreca, but he's always like he treats um the people who cover wrestling with a lot of respect. Like he actually appreciates it. Even from our first interview, if you ever go on YouTube, if you're randomly bored and you want to see an underrated wrestling with Rosenberg interview, pull up my bully Ray when he was in prime bully Ray at TNA. It's a really good interview on YouTube. If I do say so myself, when I see him again, I'm going to ask him. I, it makes me sad if he could not get Stacey Keebler on the phone. I mean, he, I, I, who do you think, who do you think he could get on the phone though? Like, all right, set aside Devon. Who do you think he's, like he could get on the phone. Wait, who set set aside? Keep Stacy Keebler? No, I'm saying like set aside Devon. You think he could get Stacy Keebler on the phone? I don't. But who else do you think like that he would be able to text right now or like FaceTime and they'd pick up third who, ring? Who, Bubba third Ray? Ring. Yeah. I, I, how do, how are you asking me this? I don't know who the hell Bubba Ray Dudley looking on the phone. <laughs> um. Well, what makes you think he could get Stacy Keebler? Well, on the she phone, she was their manager. There's a relationship there. Yeah, that was like that was like ten years ago. Way more than ten years ago. And this was this was pre Clooney too. If Clooney told her, don't even. Well, he probably didn't tell her, but like if Clooney had her act in Hollywood to the E, then you know Clooney was just like, we're we're gonna hang out with some guy. Next week, next week I'm getting Bubba Ray Dudley on the show so we can clear this up once and for all. (laughs) Um, Okay, do I think do I think Bubba do I think do I think Bubba I think Bubba Ray Dudley could get The Rock on the phone. Surprisingly, I think he can get The Rock on the phone too. I think he can pull that off as well. Um, I think he can get Booker T on wow, the phone. Well, that doesn't. I, that goes. I can get Booker T on the phone. <laughs> I've done it on this podcast. Uh, I was trying to decide. It's an interesting conversation. The people who are around who you could no longer get on the phone. Because there's only a few people in that category who went like so Hollywoodish. You know, like I think anyone could get Batista on the phone still. What about Austin? You think Bubba can get Austin yes, on the phone? Yes, absolutely. Austin's a wrestler. Was that another one you can get Austin yes, on the phone? Yes, I can. Well, he, okay, I, I think I could. He's called me before. I've gotten an Austin call before. Oh, oh, even better. He can get you yeah, on Austin the phone. Austin get me on the phone every once. Well, he actually doesn't have my new number, but you get the idea. Um, wow. so you went Hollywood on him. I had to, had to. Yeah, but I think, I, I think, you I think Austin to. and Batista, they're such, those are wrestling guys. The, the ones who are, the ones who are interesting to talk about whether people get them on the phone are obviously The Rock, cause he's the biggest star in the world, pretty much. And, and then, 
Stacey Keebler is interesting because she went super Hollywood too. Did anyone else go very Hollywood? Cena's Hollywood. Cena's super. Yeah, I don't think too many people get Cena on the phone. I'm like, I'm like eight, I'm like eight numbers back on John Cena. I haven't, ha- <laughs> I haven't had a working number for John Cena in a damn near decade. Well, why is eight diff eight? No, I'm eight I'm, I'm joking. Back? I don't know how many. No, but you're probably it's probably accurate though. Like he probably has changed his number all the time. Um. And now the second half of three minute warning is uh making his way Jamal? to the ring. Um, Jamal, aka Umaga. There's the athletic big man. Yeah, and this is cool too because Rikishi's his brother, right? Yeah. Wait, and Rosie's a cousin. Rosie's a cousin. Yeah, because Rosie's Roman's. Brother. Uh, brother. Damn. And I believe Rikishi and Umaga. It's nice to see the three of them um, in the ring together. Yeah, I'm not to be that guy, but it's a bummer that two of them are gone. This is a nice yeah. spot right here, by the way. No, not to family. Yo, how... So, Umaga, uh, Umaga Jamal just got hit with the stink face. The listeners who are watching along know this. You say not to family. So I ask this question. How often growing up do you think um, Jamal caught the stink face? From In real life, like how often was that just his like, his move? Yeah, just like older brothers coming home and then like what? they going at it and he's just messing around stink face for no reason. Like you're minding your own business, trying to eat some Apple Jacks. Stink oh, face. And here's the question I have about the stink face. And there are definitely some wrestlers out there we could ask this too. How often did the stink face really stink? Like sometimes, sometimes would you not smell it at all? Like, you know, he just showered. It's all good. And some days he was having a rough day and the stink face was really, really rough. Yeah. And that, cause I mean, that could be bad. It has to depend on the, look at the shape. Look at the shape Kane was in by the back then, by the way. Yeah. Mage. Yeah, it just depends on the kind of stink face you're dealing with. It amazes me how often in the Rumble they have someone come down on wreak and wreak havoc, but still get no eliminations. <laughs> like Kane's crushing people. Hold on, is he gonna get one? No, Rico wasn't in it. No, Rico's he not. He brought in. Rico into the ring, Uncle well, Rico. Okay, he's in now oh. and he's back out. It's interesting. They do that all the time. They have the spot where the guy comes down, he wreaks havoc, there's an elimination. Here you go, you wanted one. But you would It's a good spot though too. Like it's a nice uh slow down the pace kind of spot. Yeah. Double choke slam to Matt and Shannon. Uh oh, is Chris Jericho gonna get it? No, no sorry, Bob. You know Chris Jericho doesn't get eliminated. As he goes O D oh. What? Went way too close. Seven. Six. How did he not rip his five, shit? Like he held his whole four, body up. One. Pretty full ring right now. Uh my yeah. guy. One of the greatest athletes in the history. You talk about a real blue chipper. Well World's greatest tag team. Shelton Benjamin. Oh, already doing awesome things. Alright, SGG, so what else happened this week um that you want to talk about in the world of Professional wrestling. So we cannot talk about Monday Night Raw without talking about 
uh, two things. We have a new Intercontinental Champion. That's right. Um, Bobby Lashley defeated Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match. A really fun triple threat match that was followed up by a really fun Fatal 4-Way in which Finn Balor ended up earning the right to challenge Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble because uh, earlier in the night, Braun Strowman destroyed Mr. McMahon's limo um, trying to get his hands on Baron Corbin and was like he had his Royal Rumble match taken away from him. And the rumors that I read this week, Greg, was that, that this, was, this had been the plan for a little while. You read the same thing? I did not. Um, I did not read that. That was the plan for the same while. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm I'm okay with the bait and switch, but it it did feel like abrupt. But what we're getting, I know fans have been clamoring for for a while. Yeah, one of the things I read was that you know Brock likes working with guys like Finn, and the two of them have been wanting to work together for a while. And um, you got to give credit where credit's due. It's been a rough time for Raw, and to close it out with a couple of good matches as Booker T comes out. Uh, this is back when Booker T had the big intro. Big. So much pyro. Woo, they were spending money on Booker T's intro back then, boy. He, and I like that he kept his, uh, his WCW theme too, because it was just, no pun intended, it was hot. Oh. Scissor kick to Kane. That's how you know he's hot. Spin Rooney coming? Nope. Yeah, well. Hold on, hold on, don't give up yet. We could still be getting one. Yep, they're clearing out. They're clearing out. A Royal Rumble. Spin a Rooney. Woo, there you go. I saw. Yo, Booker's dedication to the dreads. Oh, and then tosses Eddie Guerrero. He broke his damn knee too as he goes to work on Rikishi. Booker T's hot in 2003, taking people out. Yeah, I, so I credit where credit's due. It's been a rough little while here for uh, Raw. So nice to see them close the show with a couple of interesting matches and sort of surprising finishes. Um, we got to see John Cena and Vince McMahon in a ring together. First time in a long time with that one, too. Looked like Vince was going to get damn near choked up when 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 John had the moment where he said, "I asked you to give me a chance, told you I never let you down, you did, and I never let you down, or something like that." Yeah, I, that, I I felt a little something then, and it was true too. I mean, obviously, it was mostly you know scripted and kayfabe, all of it, but it's true, like. All those people bounced, and John Cena was the one who was there to to pick up the slack. Yeah, no, I think that there will be a special relationship forever, you know, between Vince McMahon and John Cena. You know, if you were to really write, well, that, that's the book Shoemaker should write next. Vince's different relationships. You know? And yeah. like the ins and outs of each one. Woo, I just took a great idea, didn't I? Chapter chapter by yeah. chapter. The rock rock chapter rock back. chapter's super interesting. Hogan chapter super interesting. Austin um super interesting. HBK super interesting. Cena Yeah, no, they all Cena, like Brett Andre, Brett, Undertaker. 
Yeah. I feel like of all the names you listed, Undertaker and Andre are two that's just like, wow. Like, just to delve in into it because, and there goes Jericho. Finally, quite a run from Jericho. And there goes Shawn Michaels right after See, I love it. This is how you build a feud to WrestleMania. That's how you do it, a blood feud, a quite literal blood feud between Shawn Michaels and Y2J. That's how you do it. I would never, I would never buy an HBK shirt. Um, not one to wear as a shirt. But you don't hate right? that one. But this, no, this was pretty cool too. And did you see no, the back? What is it? it said, um, don't hurt what you can't kill. And here comes Maven. Which is definitely, yeah, Maven, the first ever tough enough winner. He had some promise. I thought he was going to do, do more. Well, he's doing some work to Jinko John right now. Now, interesting that he's going to work on Kane because I think it was the year before when Maven eliminated the Undertaker. And this, this, yeah, he regretted inter- it. Yeah, he did. He did, as he seems to be regretting his interaction with Kane right now as well. Um, so yeah, some some good stuff there on uh, on Raw. Uh, SGG, we saw the explosion of Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. I'm very curious to see what we get from them at the Rumble. I think we get a great match for sure, and um, you know it's a little early for Rumble predictions, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I want Sasha to walk away with the championship, but I think Ronda will walk away with the championship. But it'll set up something bigger in terms of the four horsemen versus four horsewomen thing that they've been. Um, teasing for a long time. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Personality-wise, it sets up for a very interesting um, match personality-wise because we all know that Ronda has a lot of control behind creative, and we all know that Sasha takes her craft very, very, very seriously. Yeah. And also, though Ronda is very good, she is very new. So it'll be interesting to see how Ronda and Sasha play in the uh, sandbox together. Yeah, and you you said three varies for how how much Sasha takes her craft seriously. <laughs> and I feel like you shortened that for time. I did. Could have had another vary. She, yeah. She doesn't play. But um, I think they'll be able to, to give us a good match. One critique I do have to offer, though, is like I, I don't think – and we've seen it with a few of these feuds. Um, Ronda, like the I respect my opponent Ronda, it just doesn't work. I know. Yeah, I'm, I, it, it feels fake. I know. You almost wish she just didn't bother with it. Yeah. And like it, it's it's quite the – she's almost trying to play both roles at once and it – feels much more authentic when she's like I'm the baddest woman on the planet and like that's it it's sort of like when Azalea Banks came after me after I after I said on Twitter that I thought the feud between her and Iggy Azalea was unnecessary because the issues of race weren't about either of them specifically and they were both kind of pawns in a racial argument and Azalea Banks came after me and said Monkey in the middle, always in the middle. Mm? Never forget. 
What, what did that even mean? What did she mean? I don't know. I had to take a side, I suppose. I had to either say, I had to agree with Azalea. Oh, oh, you're the monkey in the middle, so like trying to Yes, be because I was trying to say that I didn't think Iggy Azalea was intending to be the role that she sort of um, was. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. people represent something that's super annoying and it's not necessarily their intention. It's just the role that they are filling societally. And then there are some people where it's like, no, they're really specifically going for something and that thing is so damn annoying. And in the case of Iggy, I felt like she kind of just got – that's just kind of the spot she ended up in. And at the time for Azalea, she was the perfect person for Azalea to hate, particularly with the name thing. Forget it. It was it was over. Yeah. Well, either way, neither of them ended up liking me after that. A lot of stories like that. Oh, that's a terrible elimination for Tess. You can't go out that way. Tess deserves better. As a young, as a young Bautista's power bombing people right and left. Pre-evolution, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, no, you are mistaken. Wait. 2003? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. In 2004, the 2004 Royal Rumble starts out with him as tag team champion with Ric Flair. I believe you're correct. This is just after he was hanging out with uh, Deacon Devon. Yeah, Reverend Devon. He was Deacon Batista. Sorry, Deacon Batista was hanging out with Reverend Devon. I apologize. Now, here comes Brock Lesnar. And I don't know if we're going to make it to the bitter end of this Royal Rumble match. But, you know, it may- we've come so far. We have come a long way. And it'll probably start clearing out here very quickly, right? Business is about to pick up. What number was yeah. he? Brock Lesnar, if I'm not mistaken, was 29. And this is like just the beginning, though, of how Brock has always been like over a Jace. think so i mean i feel like when he showed up like his debut and him just thrashing the when he showed up he was he showed up when he came back when he did insane things like destroy zach gowan when he beat the rock at SummerSlam, he was over and i'll tell you actually the exact moment that brock was like over as monster heel like unstoppable was when he just destroyed Hogan and then smeared his blood on his chest. Like monster Brock was born. Like for real. That's mage. He has his moments, but then he just has these other moments where he's just not fully over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when they, when they took him away from Paul Heyman and tried to make him, um, a good guy, like not underdog, but almost underdog. Like, but you, you can't, you almost can't root for somebody that that's that big and that strong. Is like, wh- like, what are your struggles really? This is wrestling. All you have to do is be big and strong. You're really big and really strong. And here it. You're fine. And here is the American badass. Is this number thirty? Yeah. It's un- unpopular opinion, but uh, this might be my favorite version of Undertaker. Big Evil on the motorcycle? Unpo- it's not only unpopular opinion. 
it is that opinion is frigid cold frigid you might as well if 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 that opinion if if this was in sports that opinion is so bad it would belong to jason whitlock okay i'm sorry oh no that's how bad that opinion is (laughs) oh no uh but he but he was in really good shape at this point (sighs) He was, and and my second favorite that you said, Jason. I got to give a one A just to get the stink of that off me. Um, but the cult leader, the 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 sacrificing people at the cross, second favorite Undertaker, one in one A right there. And there and goes there John goes Cena. John Cena. But even you can see, even back then, Cena had to get eliminated by the dead man, who's taking care of business right now. Oh, almost did it again. Oh, and now he's getting his comeuppance, Maven. Oh, no, he got his comeuppance. Yeah, last year, I forgot. (laughs) But this is just what he gets for for being uh, braggadocious. Oh, no, here comes the A-train. Do you think it's going to work out for him? be honest oh i did i did not think it was going to work out for the a-train have anything except that power bomb no no he's a great supposed to be a great trainer a great guy i'm sure see him around all the time he's one of the uh, he he's had one of the a, many people who has he had a big career in japan yeah i know that albert is one of those guys who i see all the time who has no clue who i am you know i never talk to at all it's very ra- he probably knows who you are yeah, yeah i guess you never know I never know with guys like that whether I should say anything to them. You know, like there's some people who I don't have a reason to know but always say hello, like Devon. And then there are other people who I don't know at all who never say anything. And I don't say anything either, like Albert. You know, Road Dog, Road Dog always, always says hello, always been a big chatter. Road Dog seem he does seem like a big really chatter. big chat. You know who else is might surprise you. Uh, uh, PSAs always has a nice thing to say. Those two don't surprise me. They seem like a good conversationalist. Like they'll they'll find something to talk to you about, and it you'll leave feeling like it was a pleasant conversation. Um, so those two don't. I surprise guess you're right. Me. Neither should be. As we have Kane RVD, who are tag team partners at the time. And you think they're going to work together, but then, nope. Kane nope. turned on his... Every man for himself. And I love how they remind you of that every year. Um, boom. Batista. Batista. You have Bautista, you have Brock, you have Undertaker. Uh, that's the final four, if I'm not mistaken. And now, now this is interesting, right? Because WWE, these some now these things are like things that people look out for. Usually, when the final four is in the ring, there's some type of stare down, and then the four of them go at it. Um, there was none of that four way stare down. The album, I don't even think they. Oh, they just acknowledged that they're down to the final four. But, um, yeah, they just let it go. And now, these days, they almost count down to the final yeah, four. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's And then the three, and then the two. 
That's a very good point. This is a pretty big Final Four, though. Undertaker, Batista, you're very young Batista, very young Brock and Kane. Yeah. Veteran, veteran Brothers of Destruction versus Batista and Brock. Very, very interesting. And Batista and Brock are both in the midst of their, uh, rookie year, too, if I'm not mistaken. Because Brock had debuted the day after WrestleMania, um, 2002. And Batista, um, I believe he debuted late 2002 as well. Now, Greg, because this, this thing's going to end pretty soon. Um, I also enjoyed uh, some more Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles this time wrestling in the arena. Yeah. I, I feel like the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles thing sort of exposed how hypocritical uh, Mr. McMahon is with uh, dealing with Braun Strowman. Because Braun Strowman destroyed his limo, cost him some money, lost his title opportunity. AJ Styles is giving away merch, costs him some money, still has his title opportunity. We need justice for Braun. Braun Strowman has to get that WWE Championship opportunity. I know. It's crazy that it's never happened. It really is. Justice for Braun Strowman. Brock attempting to eliminate Big Evil doesn't do it. All four still left. It's always funny in the Rumble, though, how often it goes from four to one very fast. Yeah. They got to bring it home. God, God is this version of Brock and Taker a lot better than the final version we saw. Look how, look, look how easily Taker hits that tombstone on Brock. I mean, but think about it. This is, this is what, like 13 years before they, before it went down? Yeah. Up, and then he takes out Batista. Boom. No problem. I got bad news for your brother, Destruction, too. He's finna be next. What did you think about random things like just seeing the the new call-ups hanging out? Wait, are the Brothers of Destruction going to be cool? Are they going to work together? Taker and Kane taking a look? Not if not if Undertaker's smart. You just hit Brock Lesnar with a tombstone. There, there you, you go. go. And there goes Kane. Oh, Batista tried to come back with a chair. Yeah, so what did you think? Did you have EC3 sitting there working out, et cetera, et cetera? I I don't think that that did much to to establish their characters. I hate what they did with heavy machinery, as Undertaker goes over the top and uh, Brock Lesnar secures. I the Royal by the way, that's, all, that's my favorite Brock celebration though. He looked so young, and like like he actually cared about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll never see. Uh, he it really again. looked like he cared back then. Well, you didn't like the heavy machinery. They did the drink thing at the beginning, right? Yeah, they did the drink thing at the beginning of Smack. The, the only thing I liked about that was I loved how Becky came and took a drink and then just walked out. They followed her through Gorilla. I thought that looked awesome. Yeah, she didn't flinch. I liked that. But just establishing them as like a weirdo tag team when that's not really their thing. You know what I mean? Like stakes and weights. They should have just stuck to that. But um, there was no reason for him to stalk Alexa Bliss on Monday either. And there you have it, Brock Lesnar. 
Now, and here, and here's a really interesting moment they have, by the way, of they have Undertaker put over Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, and, I don't know how necessary. But, this but here's is, the, this is what remind this is what said reminded me of Brock always being sort of halfway over. Do you see the way the crowd's acting? It looks like it looks like the yeah. crowd after Brock Daniel Bryan, and that's Undertaker telling him, "Go win the title, go win the title from Kurt Angle at WrestleMania," putting him over big time. Fun end though with a lot of this is a this is a great Rumble match. This is a. I liked all the weaponry that that uh, made its way into the Rumble. Yeah, different. Different for a rumble. Now we will do lots more rumble talk next week. By the way, SGG. But before that, do you have a Black Power rankings? Oh yeah, you know I do. So I have to give um, an honorable mention to King Booker. Okay. Who uh, he made his return to wrestling last week, uh, January twelfth. He faced. Um, Someone by the name of Rex Andrews and his promotion, Reality of Wrestling. I give him an honorable mention because I actually haven't seen the match yet. Um, it, it airs on January 19th. So I'm actually looking forward to see that. But I've seen pictures and like little snippets and he looks to be in shape. Like he could still go. He does look like um, he's in great shape. Yeah. So King Booker's coming in, honorable mention. In at number three, Naomi, who. You know what? I said last week that I wasn't really feeling the her and Mandy fighting over Jay storyline or Jimmy, excuse me, storyline. But then uh, I watched Temptation Island last week. You and watched then, Temptation um, Island, did you? I did, and then it, but then it dawned on me that that's what this storyline is. It's like subtle, subliminal messaging, advertising for Temptation Island, and I got really into it. And I, I was down for the Ratchet uh, Hotel. Hotel brawl between her and Mandy. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that go down. It's different. I'm enjoying yep. it. I like some trash. It, it, it definitely, it looks a little bit on the, uh, on the risque side. Yeah, but I mean, hey, it's, it's helping. It's the perfect lead in to that, that show. Um, and at number two, Sasha Banks, who she has all the talent in the world to be a mainstay. It just feels like they don't always know what to do with her. But a few like this with her and Ronda Rousey, I feel like it's reminding everybody why she is the boss and who she is. So she's coming in at number two for her performance on Monday and because I'm really excited about this uh, Raw Women's Championship match. And in at number one, I mean, come on. There's, there's nobody else to choose you know, uh, Raw was in Memphis this past Monday, and if Beale Street could talk, it would have said Lashley. Lashley. Wow, the full Beale Street Lashley. could talk reference. Well done. If yeah, I mean, come on, the the match was was mage. Leo Rush, um, phenomenal managerial work. You know, he did he did what he had to do to achieve a goal that he set. From the time that him and Bobby Lashley linked up, which was he was going to show the world who Bobby Lashley really is, that he's a dominator, and uh, they dominated that match. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose secured the Intercontinental Championship and, believe it or not, made history as, I believe, just the ninth African-American to hold the Intercontinental Championship. So he's on a short list if you, um, you know, consider the 
Intercontinental Championship Black Power Rankings. Um, so for that, he's coming in at number one, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as uh, our Intercontinental Champion. Interesting spot. I like it actually for Lashley. I like I like the spot for him and Leo together with the title. I think it should be fun to watch that too. I respect that Black Power Rankings. Still waiting to see if thank one you, day Greg you. makes an appearance. Um, in the meantime, I hope you guys enjoyed viewing Royal Rumble 2003. We'll make sure we watch another Rumble next week. You can email the show, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Maybe make suggestions during the, this week of which Rumble you'd like us to watch next week for the big go home. Um, SGG, I know you're going away this weekend. Enjoy the nice weather. And while you're gone, do me a favor and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. Same age, P. True.